Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where our bosoms are just bursting with excitement about our favorite television show, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. <laughs> Mine are real. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are on the 39th episode of the series, The Actor. Oh, Mr. Patrick Vaughn. <laughs> I love this one. It's so hilarious, but I love... I love everything about it. I, we talked about this before about, all, you know, all of the acting and like the community theater that takes place in this series and how lovely that is. Uh, I think last time, you know, we covered uh, Mr. William Shakespeare's masterpiece, Macbeth. <laughs> uh, but the fact that this, this episode centers around community theater, I mean, there's, you know, we have Henny Penny later on down the line, but there's not too many of these. And this is our, our first one where we actually really get into the stage and, you know, all the behind the scenes excitement that comes with it. Yeah, and the competing for um, the leading role, you know, Phyllis Hamero, everybody, you know, she always gets it. And so I feel like yeah. that's also very a very true picture of local community theater. Absolutely, absolutely. It reminds me of my high school. It's like there was always the, whoever the lead lady was, it was always the same girl. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, I mean, and so, she actually went on to, you know, star in Wicked and Broadway. So good on her. But. Well, that's much better than the Your school plays at my high school. Sorry, it was the I really good. I really really liked the music band. I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so the girls are all involved in the community theater, but Sophia has her own little oh gig God. going on, and it's it's so, so funny. funny. And I feel like this is a picture also that people have seen on the internet, but have no idea about the. I mean, you know, you could surmise what the context is, but it's like so cute. It is so. <laughs> yeah impossible to see that picture and you know to see her dress as a pirate with like a saber and like nothing that's adorable yeah are you wearing a saber under your coat yeah i think it is i'll see you later <laughs> it's an iconic iconic also, moment exactly also uh shady pines mm. is that the first mention i think we've heard about it before but i don't know that we've heard like how bad it was <laughs> But like, oh man, I, I could have sworn that it was the first actual mention of like Shady Pines, like saying those words, Maybe. but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Man, 39 episodes in and we're already just uh, flubbing it up, I keeping Dorothy, the stats straight. Dorothy says <laughs> it actually in the last episode of the first season because she says mother lives at the Shady Pines retirement home. Oh, you're so right. Okay, that's right. There but we it's go. Not, but in present mean, day. Yeah, no, totally. And it's the first time that Sophia's like, you know, Reacts I think we get it. to, yeah, like we get to, to know what Shady Pines allegedly was like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. But, uh, but yeah, going back to, so the, Sophia, Sophia, this also starts off, you know, it kicks off this whole, um, I mean, well, not really kicks off. We've already seen like making sandwiches and all sorts of things, but, <laughs> uh, just the get rich quick scheme. Right. But this is also like a get rich in a normal slow way of just getting a job. <laughs> you know like not having pocket money um but it is it's just such a good funny gimmick and like you said she's super cute anyway when she walks in and then she comes back with a hat and everybody loses their shit because it's just (laughs) so perfect with Estelle Getty doing her little old lady walk you know um where she's like I'm going to work whether you like it or not over my dead body okay have it your way (laughs) and he pulls out the sword oh my god that's (laughs) that's so big and also it's really funny to see um they do this a lot they play with like sort of the reversal of roles a lot but like Dorothy has clearly has explicitly forbidden Sophia from getting a job and Sophia's like well you don't let me watch what I like so I need or you know like you won't give me what I want so I'm gonna do it anyway and that is so 
relatable to me as a 16 year old like I was like oh I'm gonna yeah get a job and I'm gonna work and I'm gonna spend all my money on food and I don't care what you say you know like I was just <laughs> like I'm gonna do what I want and, and it's my money and um it's I think it's always really funny when you see an older character put into that like sort of teenager rebellion oh yeah role. but these two especially like it is just gold whenever Sophia is doing something she's not allowed to be doing <laughs> oh it's amazing and the thing is it keeps going like something as simple of like okay they came up with a gag that like she gets a fast food job and it turns out that you have to actually you know is that a captain jack seafood shanty uniform <laughs> like you know and then she she just it's beat by beat by beat and then it's like the whole like saber under the coat dead body and then she's like you know Bosco i'm off to Gama. discover the straits of Magellan. yeah and she's like what you're embarrassed by your own mother yeah when she's dressed like bosco da gama yes and then later you know patrick vaughn walks in and she's just like hi i'm linda ronstadt i'm doing the pirates of penzance across town that's like that's like 10 pirate jokes man <laughs> it's it's perfect it's all in like the first 10 minutes if if that of the episode it's great Sophia also does a couple there's a, a couple instances in this series of her introducing herself as someone else it's like, yeah where she's just like I'm Jane Fonda and then yeah she's like I'm her gorgeous 22 year old cousin too <laughs> yeah, it's just, exactly. it's always so funny because it's also always said with like such conviction and like such disregard for whether or not you believe her <laughs> absolutely absolutely and it's just the perfect picture of like yeah i'm doing this this is what i want to do i could give a shit anyway based <laughs> on my personality but i really could give a shit because i'm 80 and i could i mean as a 36 year old i do feel like if i am lucky enough to approach anywhere near her age i will be the exact same way and just be like fuck it man it's almost over i'm doing whatever i want <laughs> But yeah, I mean, she she just, again, doesn't lose her shit either, right? Like the three of them, when Patrick Vaughn walks into the dressing room, um, which is also such a funny scene with like the three for two for three dollars, you know, champagne and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's great. She just, you know, he walks in and, and <laughs> Dorothy's going, Rose, look, he, uh. Uh, and she goes this is my daughter Dorothy she's an English teacher like just immediately and like you said just messes with him Linda Ronstadt whatever and then moves along that's it and she's just there as this pure comic relief that has you know doesn't care about this famous guy she's just living her life to the fullest and I love it yeah and the other three it's it's made it's made even better because the other three are like like you said falling all over themselves and like can't you know like Dorothy can't speak and then like the other two, they're all just like so smitten when he walks in the room. Oh yeah, um, and he I, melts I, my hagen <laughs> Yeah, and then I wanted to also point out that at one point he is speaking metaphorically, and Rose is like, <laughs> "That's such a beautiful language." So Barbara Thorndike, who comes later, and yes, is like, I know, I know what a metaphor is. is. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Blanche, oh, it's a metaphor. <laughs> also, man, he. Uh, talk about speaking the, the queen's english you know oh and just God. like the acting it's like out of control acting <laughs> oh, aren't you playing a tangerine in a television commercial <laughs> oh my god also so you know he's got his he's his leading lady and we get to the you know obviously hilarious um audition scene there is a woman so like you know blanche like undoes her fake boobs uh <laughs> at the audition and i'm pretty sure the woman who is like next to her seat staring at her like we see rose's reaction and then we see this other woman i think she's the woman who runs the cash register at monks on seinfeld 
Oh, that would be shit. I haven't looked her up, but I think it's, like, the exact same face where it's, like, there's a whole episode where George, like, hates her because he thinks that she shortchanged her and she's, he sees her everywhere, like, riding on a horse in Central Park. It's what great. a real. I know. It's great. So, um, but that that scene is wonderful for so many reasons. Obviously, Blanche's fake boobs uh, is part of it. But also because we get to see real actresses pretend to act badly yeah (laughs) and it's gotta be such a trip it's kind of the same thing where when we were talking about um with uh the a little romance you know where they're in a dream sequence so they have to be these like exaggerated dream characters like it's sort of this meta like story within a story type of thing where they have to you know like just dorothy's like b arthur's fake acting just cracks me up like it's just so overly dramatic and she's just she's just too much you know it's like you would never get that part over phyllis hamero yeah no i've never actually thought about how meta it must have been for them to have to play their characters being bad at acting because i think like you know they do a good job and it is so the reveal of blanche's um like when blanche takes off the the jacket or whatever is so funny because everybody reacts but like Rose and Dorothy like Dorothy's like just like disgusted and Rose is like shocked and it's, you know it's just <laughs> yeah. like they're perfect like and their Blanche just like isn't gonna acknowledge it which is like, yeah. like we all see it yeah um I also want to say something about the show that they're performing because I always thought until I was researching to do this podcast so for years I thought that they were doing um our town oh my god and, me too. okay so it's not our town it's picnic it's a parody of picnic <laughs> but i have i have absolutely answered trivia questions about our town and then when i'm wrong i'm like that's incorrect like i've seen the show i'm sorry but you're gonna have to fact check <laughs> get out of here really yeah the no, hubris lauren the hubris. Like, no, no like all the people are dead it's like a whole like the plots about a picnic whatever and that is completely wrong which i know so i i apologize to any theater aficionados <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing i literally was like I, I didn't go as far as you into actually thinking it was our town but i always have wondered because I was, I, I've never known what our town was like. We never covered it in school or anything like that. But I even had a note here. I was like, is this what our town is like? It seems like it sucks. <laughs> it's a Paul Newman, like, short, I think. Picnic was like a... I, I obviously, like, did a lot of research once I realized I was completely wrong for decades. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Wait, so Paul Newman's the original drifter? All right, no, yeah. wonder, no wonder it's hot. That's great. Yeah, that's why they got um, that's why they got this lookalike, Patrick Vaughn. <laughs> this look, yeah, he's just <laughs> almost exactly like. It. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> the secret relationship thing, right? So you know, he calls all of them. We have this like funny thing where they all like keep coming back in circles because, of course, like that's how backstage entrances work for community playhouses but i love you know blanche where she's like yes judas <laughs> and it's like still the same blanche you know where she's just like you know oh well yes of course like i'm, I'm flattered and i'm great you know blah blah and uh she, <laughs> sure like you know kiss drunkenness blubbering is really 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 funny it's fun to see like blanche kind of like you know taken aback uh in in some sort of sexual way um but rose and like the delivery of betty white going mine are real is just 
<laughs> I mean, it's like a rewind moment. It just, like her eyes are just really big. She's like, yeah, that's what you want to know, right? <laughs> so, like, oh my god, she's so good. Um, she's and amazing. He's really good too because, I mean, he's not. You know, it's not great that he's like trying to date all these women, but technically, like, he's not seriously involved with any of them. He doesn't yeah. know they're all friends and whatever. Um, but we alluded to this in the sign off of our last episode. Like, how much time does this guy have? Because you're oh, in yeah. the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, really, he's got to be some dynamo. And he, plus, he's playing a tangerine, too. Like, he's, right? got, he's got other <laughs> obligations in town. But, like, he is he is doinking. And then at some point, you know, there's, like, proper dates, like, because he's got to have dinner, you know. Um, it's kind of like the, you know, the Fidel episode that we'll, we'll yeah. see way later on, you know, midnight for dessert. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus, dude, you got to sleep sometime, you know. Oh, my God. Also, like, <laughs> with all the back and forth, now we get a taxi pulling out of the driveway. Yep. <laughs> which was so great. So great. Um but yeah, he's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of smooching in this episode. Like all the girls get to kiss him numerous times. Like there's all the, you know, there's the whole like contact thing and dropping people on the floor. And like, it's just, it's a great blend of physical comedy and this mystique. And, and like you said, like, I feel like his only actual crime is like the promises that he said, like, oh, I'm going to get a plane and ride it in the sky and all that other shit. It's like, you could have actually just come in and been like, hey, I'm bon- boning you and a bunch of other women yeah <laughs> it's well, like too much it's too much effort for his secret and, relationshiping but they he also i mean he kind of like he says it has to be a secret and they're they all all three of the girls are like kind of intrigued by that because it's something that's like you know obviously there's like it's forbidden and i read and people that. magazine right so it's like they are all kind of having this experience of being a pseudo celebrity yeah in, in their minds and it really i think is an interesting um an interesting commentary on our obsession with celebrity culture and oh, yeah. also just like manipulative behavior like really i i feel like in almost any circumstance if you're keeping your if one of you is keeping the relationship a secret and telling the other one to like that's not great yeah like there red is- <laughs> flag red flag well it's interesting it's the power dynamic thing too right i mean there's like every fucking day there is a story about even if it's like you know, um, something that is murkier than like outright abuse or outright outright leading someone along, you know, if in a, in a lesser vein, but like, it's really, there's always going to be a power differential. If like you are a quote unquote normal person dating a celebrity and then especially adding a secret on top of that, like, of course they're going to be strung along thinking that they're just like, Oh, I'm, you know, his mistress or all this stuff and his divorce. And Oh my God, so secret, you know? I think it's um I think it's interesting though that even though there is the like the spats that they have on stage <laughs> while Dorothy's dressed as a sheriff, um <laughs> you know, are obviously some sort of like, you know, drama between them. They're he doesn't actually come between them in this episode because like they don't know what's going on <laughs> until it's no. too late. Which I like because that comes up I mean it's interesting that this show does this a couple of times, but never in the way that um, it's easily, it, it's never like traditional, I guess. So there's yeah. this one and they don't know. And then later on there's the sculptor who I feel like um, this guy gives me like sculptor energy. Um, 
and you know they Patrick Vaughn and Laszlo. Yeah, Laszlo, yes. And they all um you know, like they're all kind of fighting with each other, but he's not interested in any of them. Yeah. Um and this actor also plays the hairstyle the hairstylist. Oh later yes, on. way later. Yeah, exactly. Which is funny because I think that that's, that's such a bit role. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is such a bigger role as opposed to, like, you know, the caterer and the wedding planner, like, that we get, like, both, like, small bit roles or or uh, Lou, <laughs> the plumber and Mr. Haha. Um, so funny. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like that it's, there's still this drama and it's funny and there's still the element of, like you said, the intrigue of celebrity and the secrecy that surrounds that. Um, and then obviously they're talking at the end of like them being like teenage groupies, right? I can completely relate in the situation of like where there's like single straight women and like one hot guy is there. <laughs> and it's like oh, yeah. everyone turns into just fucking dummies. Like it's really embarrassing when you look back on it of like when you're sort of all vying for like the same guy's affection, especially when it's like all your best friends, right? It's not actually within any sort of kind of malice but you still get caught up in the game of it and obviously like add a celebrity and add the secrecy on top of it and it's just really funny and I I just love how they're sort of laughing at themselves at the end of the episode yeah and I'm sure that's very prevalent in community theater too like they they, you know they kind of make a joke like from the moment that it's revealed that he's going to be in their show it's like he's a big get it's like he you know like they already are interested in him before he even shows up right um, yeah and so like i'm sure that uh that's not out of nowhere like i'm sure you know like this like masculine straight guy comes into town and there's all of these women vying for the one lead and then there's another part that's a sheriff you know like it, it, it <laughs> yeah. makes sense that everybody's going to be drawn to this one guy Dumb paul newman play not <laughs> enough roles not like yeah. in our town <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> I know, I know a lot about it now. <laughs> Speaking of community theater, um <laughs> when they get a need to get some rope and like Blanche yet again calling for a hanging. Like, oh my god. <laughs> it's really disturbing at this point how many times she's really reacted for a minor offense to um, you know, actually execute someone. <laughs> Yeah. And then Rose gets in on it. And a tree from props. Like, they all Christ. also have like when they're um they're coming for him, they all have like very um in character uh insults, I guess. Like so Blanche calls him a low down carpet bagging scallywag, which I wrote right. down exactly because I didn't want to mess it up. And then Rose Carpet bagging um, and scallywagging. Yep, yep. Are both actual like antebellum references or right right or aren't uh, they actually they're northern offenses like I, they're, I mean so, they're, yeah they're disparaging remarks about northerners right yeah which yeah sure <laughs> at least at least carpetbagger is i know for sure but that's just i mean that's brilliant like that they actually put that in there you know i imagine the writer's room having mad lips like, <laughs> different like generators right it's really really funny so um yes a quick google search does say that scalawag is also part of the the carpet bagging uh over so Look it that, up, kids. Learn sense. your history. And Rose calls them something that's Scandinavian for someone who docks his boat in the handicapped slip, which Scarf is like... Scarf <laughs> Yeah, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she does that thing, too, Betty White, where she, like, purses her lips so tight when she's really angry. Again, like, a callback to, like, the whole, like, discussion of this in A Little Romance, but <laughs> it's really... She... <laughs> 
really upset about it. <laughs> She's a Skarpluganakin. <laughs> it's magnificent. Um, you slept with the sheriff? I mean, it's just like, it's just so stupid and so funny. And it's also just like, again, so community theater that like, everybody's boning everybody and there's drama and then also that like you couldn't tell the difference between some crappy play about a picnic or like actually admonishing you know an actor it's like there's there i hope that that was the first scene that they were expecting of many because that wasn't the whole play you guys what did you pay for jesus <laughs> yeah they, they all really liked it and, and yeah. that's also it's really funny when they all like sort of bow because you can I can almost imagine, like, my high school theater, like, the two theater kids, like, breaking up and, like, us as the audience <laughs> believing that it's part of the show. <laughs> exactly. You're like, wow, our expectations are low. This is great. <laughs> yeah, Beauty and the Beast, my senior year, was full of drama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can only imagine. <laughs> and there are actual carpets in that, in that one uh, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, does that wrap up uh, our visit from Mr. Vaughn? I think so. Cool. Well, join us next time when we discuss yet another threat to move out. This time after Rose dies. Oh my God, spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody.